Praise the Lord. Welcome in, everyone, to another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this another wonderful day. Thank you for life. Thank you for health, dear God. Thank you, God, for being with us and and walking with us, dear God, and keeping us safe, dear Lord, and and leading, guiding, directing us, and and teaching us, dear God, uh, this day. And Lord, I ask God that you just be with this podcast, Lord, that you would just bless it. God, use it for your glory, dear God, for the uplifting of your kingdom, Lord. Just, Lord, just let it go out and help someone, dear God, in some way, Lord. Just help them to learn more of you or get closer to you, dear God. And Lord, I pray that if there be any, dear God, that are listening, that are lost and out in sin, dear God, I pray, Lord, that you would use this, dear God, to help them to realize that they're lost, dear God, and 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 what they have to lose, dear God, if they continue on in their way. God, just have your way and move in a great and a mighty way, dear God, and just touch my mind, my lips, dear Lord, and just give me the words that you would have me to say. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray, amen, amen. We are going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Uh, we're going to start in verse uh, 15. Uh, last time we went over went over all of the blessings that uh, the Lord was uh, promised Israel if they would uh, do uh, if they would keep the commandments, do the statutes and everything. And if we go back uh, to the first fifteen verses, fourteen verses, uh, we're going we will find that there's one, two, three times in those 14 verses that the Lord told Israel uh, that he would bless them if they would keep his commandments and do his statutes and follow after him and do the things that he wanted them to do. Well, when we go into the next verses, we're going to find out that the Lord is telling them that of exactly what's going to go on if they don't do what he wants them to do. If they don't keep the commandments and they don't keep the statutes and they don't follow after him and do his will, uh, he's going to he'd tell them exactly what the curses are. And many times throughout this these next 54 verses, um, the Lord tells Moses to tell them to uh, if they will keep to uh, keep the, his commandments and his statutes and do the things that he wants them to do, then these, these curses won't be upon them. But if they don't, the, these curses will come upon them. And um, the first 14 verses was blessings. So it took 14 verses to tell of the blessings. Uh, they, they basically know about the blessings uh, because they had, for the most part, they've been... They've been living a godly life. Yeah, they they fell and failed, and they they messed up several times, and they hadn't wandered around the wilderness for forty years more than what they should have. But uh, they they still knew of God's blessings, but they don't really they they have had some dealings with God to where that He has cursed some of the people. Uh, some of them died, uh, and a lot of them died. Uh, because of their 
uh, unbelief because of their not obeying the commandments because that they tried God and they come out against God and Moses, uh, the Lord destroyed them. And so now then he's, he's going to take 54 verses to tell them all the curses and he's going into detail with them. And, uh, you know, it's just not if, you know, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. He's saying no. So he starts out to ver- the, starts it out. But if, but it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. They're not going to come upon you, but they're going to overtake you. In other words, they're going, they're going to be the end of you. If you don't do what the Lord tells you to do, you don't keep his commandments and you don't, you don't live for the Lord and you don't do what he spoke, what you're supposed to do, then these curses are going to come upon you and they're going to overtake you. Now, you remember uh, Moses told him, said, when you go into the land, he said, I want one, uh, one uh, group on one mountain and the other group on the other mountain, and one of them is going to uh, recite the blessings and the other one is going to recite the curses. Well, he gets into the blit and in chapter 28, he gets into the blessings and the cursings uh, a little bit more in detail as exactly what will happen and how it's going to happen. But, uh, he said, "Cursed, you cursed, uh, cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed thou shalt be in the field." In other words, no matter what you do, every, everything that you touch is, is going to go wrong. Um, you're not going to be able to grow any crops. You're not going to be able to sell any uh, wares in the city. You you try to make baskets, or you try, anything you try to do is going to fail. Everything that you touch is is, is going to go wrong. Um, you know, we, I know I've had days like that, uh, not, not that it's anything that I have done or anything like that. It's just every once in a while when you're messing with electronics and computers and robots and everything, uh, everything just seems to go wrong that day. And that's the days where that I am tried. And that's the days where that I have to really, really watch myself and keep myself from getting angry. And it's hard. It's hard sometimes because it's, uh, as I was telling my wife today, the, uh, I had one of those days with two of my robots today, and they just they just did not want to cooperate with me. And uh, But I kept, for the most part, I, I did really well. I, I am proud of myself. The Lord, uh, the Lord blessed me in a great and a mighty way, and, I, and for the most part, I kept my cool. And I didn't get as angry as I normally would. So I thank God for that. That was, that was a blessing from God. Uh, so, you know, every once in a while, the Lord will allow things to happen to us just to test us and just to see exactly what we will do. And, you know, we normally, I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say I, but normally I fail those tests miserably, but, um, I count, I put this one in the wind market because, uh, or wind column because I, I didn't, I got upset, but I didn't get as angry as I normally would. 
Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt be when thou comest in, and cursed thou shalt be when thou goest out. You know, you remember back in the blessings, you know, the Lord told them, he said, I'll bless you in the city, I'll bless you in the fields, I'll bless your animals, and none of them will uh, have any, uh, give birth to any uh, stillborns. Your, fam your um, women will not give birth to any stillborn. I will bless you with a lot of offspring. Uh, he said, and I'll bless you and you're going out, and I'll bless you and you're coming in. I'll bless you every way that you turn as long as you obey my commandments. But then now here he's saying just the opposite. If you don't, if you don't keep my commandments, then I... I'm going to curse the fruit of your body. I'm going to curse your land. I'm going to curse you going in. I'm going to curse you going out. I'm going to curse everything about you. And he goes into great detail in, the, in these next verses of exactly how that he's going to curse them. He's going to curse the land. He's going to curse their their cattle and, and their uh, all their different animals, their sheep and all that. He's going to curse all those. He'll even curse... Uh, the women, and the women will either not be able to uh, have young or it will be, uh, they will uh, have miscarriages or it will be stillborn. He said, I'm going to, this is the curse that you're going to have to look forward to. And then in verse 20, it said, The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto, for to do until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly, because of thy of the wickedness of thy doings, hereby thou hast forsaken me. Now I want I want you to remember one thing. When we're talking about God's blessings and God's cursings, this is on his people. This is on his chosen people. So if this applies to us today this would be the children of god those that are saved and has their garments on and are ready to to go to heaven this this is who he's talking to as long as you follow me and do my commandments i will bless you now then what what we need to figure out is exactly what he means by blessings uh you know, a lot of people think that the blessings of God are those things which, I mean, he just He just uh, gives abundantly of everything of this world to people. And I, I used to, be, I was there. I, I used to think the same thing. You know, the blessings of God is is uh, things of this world that, that he will give us to make our life better. But as I got older and I got more into the Word and I got got to following the Lord and I got to studying the Word of God and everything, I, I figured out one thing. It's not the blessings of this world that mean so much to me anymore, but it's the blessings of God, the things of heaven that means more to me, the, the knowledge, the understanding, uh, the, the presence of the Lord being with me. Uh, him opening up his word to me and, and helping me to understand his word. Him chastising me, yes, him chastising me is a blessing because let me tell you something. When I have done something wrong 
how would I know to ask God to forgive me if he did not correct me and did not chastise me? So, yes, I thank God for that blessing. And, you know, it, it's things not of this world, I guess, that you would would really say it, that, that blesses me more than anything. He said, I will meet your need. So I've got a home. I've got food. I've got a job. I've got, bank, I've got money in the bank. I've got two vehicles sitting in the driveway. I've got everything that I need. It's not, it's not the best, but it is what I need. Now then, I, I don't have to worry about none of that stuff anymore. The Lord has taken care of everything that I need. I've got food. I've got water. I've got clothes. I've got everything I need. I know it ain't it ain't the best. Well, well, whatever people calls the best, but you know I have not been one of those people that likes to to really get dressed up fancy and everything. Give me a t-shirt and a pair of blue jeans, or a or a good dress shirt and a pair of blue jeans, and I'm good to go. A pair of tennis shoes, and off I go. I, I'm I'm good to go anywhere. But I'm not knocking anybody for having those things don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not knocking anybody for having those things because listen i have found out one thing if you are a christian and god can trust you with the finer things of life and that's what you would like to have that's fine you know you talk to god about those things and you and god work those things out i'm not your judge what i'm saying is as far as i'm concerned I don't need those. I don't need those things. I don't need the the finer things of this world. What I need is the the blessings of God, the blessings from heaven, the things that uh, that I I need. Uh, I need more wisdom and understanding and knowledge of His Word so that I can do the job that He has set in front of me. And that's that's the one things that I desire more than anything. And you know, it, it's it's not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's wrong to have those things, and I'm not saying it's wrong to have a lot of a lot of money. Listen, anything can become a curse to us if we will let it. Um, if anything that the Lord gives us, and we don't use it for His glory, and we start putting it before God, it will become a curse to us. And it can be anything. It can be our homes. It can be our families. It can be our church. It can even be our pastors and our Sunday school teachers. As long as we are, are putting them up on a pedestal and putting them before God, then we've got a problem. But, you know, when we, when we thank God for the people that he has put into our life, to help us to better understand the things of God and the people that we have got for friendship that we can call on when we when we need prayer, when we need a, a shoulder to cry on, when we need advice. Those are the things that's worth more to me in this world than than the the biggest the nicest cars or the nicest homes or the nicest suits. Those things mean more to me because those things are invaluable. You know, to put a person to where at any time of the day or night, you can pick up the phone and call them and know that they're going to answer. And if they can't do anything else, they will listen and they will pray for you. You know, it, 
I'm not going to have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I never will have all the answers in this life. But I know the one that does. And I know how to get in touch with him. And I know that he hears and answers my prayers. It might not be when I want him to answer him, but he answers my prayers. And this is what God is trying to get the, the children of Israel to understand because, you know, as they have gotten to this point, they have complained about not having meat. They have complained about not having water. Uh, they, they've complained about all the different things, and they have went looking for uh, these things that they want, not the things that they need, but things that they want. They went looking for those in other places. And that's where we, as children of God, that's where we mess up. Uh, we start looking for the things we want that we think we need. We get to looking for those things other than going to God for them. And, you know, if, if we remember when the uh, children of Israel wanted meat, they went to Moses and they started complaining and and they started uh, complaining to Moses and to God and and they wished they'd back in Egypt by the flesh pots and and uh, the Lord gave them what they wanted. I mean he and the old saying went real well. Be careful what you ask for because you might get it. And God gave it to them and it made them sick. It made them very sick. And then but yet then we have the sisters that their father had passed away which had no sons and they went to Moses calmly and they asked Moses they they said what about us our our father has passed away his inheritance goes to, uh, he has no sons to uh, take his place and to uh, take partake of his inheritance so what happens to that inheritance now Shouldn't that go to us, the daughters? Moses told them, put it in my own words, Moses told them, said, I don't know, but I will find out. So he goes to God, and he, he gets the answer from God very calmly. Nobody gets upset. Nobody gets killed. Nobody gets plagued or anything like that, and they get their question answered. So, you know, when something is going on in your life, don't don't complain to God about it. Ask God calmly. Go to God in prayer and, and talk it over with him. Talk it over with him just like you would with your best friend or your spouse or, or uh, whomever that you can talk to freely. And when you get to the point to where that you, when things come against you that you, you still off away from everybody and, and you sit sit down you don't act, you don't necessarily have to kneel and bow your head and all that just sit down and, and just start talking to the lord about what's going on in your life and 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 let him know that you need to, you need some answers and you'd be surprised how quickly god will move when you do that than when you're complaining and griping all the time because something is going on in your life and the lord won't work and you don't know why when you have not asked him to work in the first place, but immediately you start complaining and griping. And I don't know how we got off on that, but that's all right. It's all the Lord's time right now anyway. 
and he knows what what needs to be said more than I do. But getting back to the curses, the curses, and you know, uh, if you get a chance, like I said, there's 14 verses that uh, pertains to the blessings. There's 54 verses that has the curses in them. So he goes into great great detail of each one of them. And, uh, you know, as I was reading these, and I got to thinking back over my life, and I got to thinking about this world and everything, you know, there's a lot of these curses that are in effect right now in this world in which we live in today that Moses was talking about back then. You know, all the... <laughs> all the 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 uh, the floods and the and the dry places and and the times when there is no water and the place when there is too much water and and uh, all the different uh, diseases and flus and uh, uh, viruses and everything that's that's breaking out among us and and uh, so many things in here that is going on, that is going on today, and, and people can't understand exactly why all these things are happening when it's right here in God's Word in, in, in great detail of exactly why it is happening. Because we have gotten away from following the commandments and everything of God. We have gotten away from, uh, from following the Lord like we're supposed to and we have got chasing after everything of this world because we want to keep up with the Joneses or we want to look better than the Joneses and uh, we've got to have a, a new suit uh, to go to church on Sunday uh, so somebody will brag on us. We've got to have uh, whatever we've got to have so somebody else will look at us and brag on us. You know, I don't want nobody to brag on me. I All I am is a servant of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you want to brag on somebody, brag to him. If I'm doing something that you like, thank God for it because that I'm doing it. Because it is him that's working through me is the reason why that I do the things that I do. It's not me. I don't have the mental capability of breaking down the Word of God and telling you what I'm telling you by, on my own. I don't have that. I just, um, I just don't have that. I, I never was real good in school. I never was real good at making book reports. Uh, you know, we had to, uh, they picked out a book for us, in, especially in English class, and we had to read the book. And then after we read the book, we had to make a report on what we read. Well, every one of them they give me, and every report I wrote, I flunked because I, I just I have a hard time sometimes of getting the thoughts in my head down on paper, and and for the same same reason, there's a lot of times that I have a hard time getting the thoughts in my head out of my mouth. But as long as I am trusting in the Lord and I am following the Lord, and the Lord is speaking through me. I have no problems. It's when I get in self that I have problems. But in verse 23, it said, And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. In other words, it's, it's, 
it's, it's going to be worthless. There ain't going to be no rain coming out of the sky. There ain't going to be no uh, nutrients in the ground or anything like that to grow your crops. Everything that you that you grow, everything is, it's going to dry up or uh, something's going to hit it, uh, some kind of a blight or a disease or something. And uh, he said, you know, and he said, and, uh, and the Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out uh, one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shalt be removed unto all the kingdoms of the earth. You know, <laughs> let me tell you, you think that, that, I get, that I get a little harsh sometimes, telling it like it is, telling it what the Lord gives me. He gets he uh, he gets he gets really really to the point in the in the cursings. In other words, he's telling the people that if you don't do my will and you don't keep my commandments and everything, uh, I'm going to completely destroy you. And verse twenty six, and he says, "And thy carcass shall be meat unto the fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth, and no man shall fray them away." In other words, the the beast of the field and the fowls of the air is going to eat on your carcass and nobody's going to shoo them. Everybody's going to stand around and watch them eat. They ain't going to shoo them away. I mean, you have you have came from the highest of highs uh, to the lowest of lows because that you just simply do not, did not obey God's word. You went out and you started chasing after other gods. You started... Uh, the Bible says you started whoring after other gods and and uh, doing uh, eating uh, sacrifices uh, things that were sacrificed unto them and and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and the Lord said if you want to do that fine all the blessings that I give you I'm going to take them all back you're on your own so you know there. all all the rain that I send from heaven and all the nutrients I give and put in the earth. They ain't going to be there no more. All the times I told you I was going to bless your your women in childbirth and, and your animals when they give birth to their, their young, ain't going to happen no more. Uh, all the, the times that uh, you're going to bless you when you go out and bless, uh, bless you when you come in, ain't going to happen no more. Listen, when we get to, uh, get to chasing after things of this world more than we get to chasing after God, don't expect his blessings to come to us. You know, don't expect him to be with us and and tell us what we need to do and 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 be right there beside us when we we have completely forgotten about him and we're chasing after something else because it it's fun because I like it because it's something I want. You know that that's the biggest thing that the children of Israel. Uh, got them in trouble so many times. It wasn't what they needed, it's what they wanted. And, you know, I've had to, I've had a, a really great lesson on that. God has taught me a lot on that because, uh, you know, I like I like motorcycles, I like cars, I like boats. And uh, I would see one that is really super nice and, I man, I'd like to have that. But you know what? You've got to be very careful there because that could that teeters on the the edge of being covet covetousness. I won't 
how bad do you want that? That that's the thing, you know. And I got to the point to where that I, you know, I said, I like, I would like to have one of those. And I thought, no, that ain't not, that ain't right neither. And then I got to the point and said, man, that's nice. I really like that. And that was it. Because God will let me have exactly what he can trust me with. That's, that's the way that I see the things of this world. God will give me what he can trust me with. If I don't have it, God can't trust me with it. So I don't want it. You know, there's been a lot of things that I have wanted. And I told God, I said, God, I would really like to have that. And I'd tell him what it was that I would really like to have. And then I would say, God, I'd really like to have that. But if at any point in time after I get that, that that would come between me and you, I do not want it. I do not want it. Did that stop me from wanting it? No. But it it gets me to the point to where I I would like to have it, and I know God will God can give it to me. But I also know that He will give it to me if He can trust me with it, and if I can use it for His glory, and it won't be a curse unto me then he will let me have it. He will make a way for me to get it. And he always has. The things that I actually need, he's always made a way for me to have those things. And, you know, we've got to realize that with every everything that we get has a potential of becoming a curse unto us instead of a blessing. So be very careful about what you ask God for and be very careful about how that you use what God gives you when you get it. Um, you know, I say, one say, say I want Lord, I'd really like to have a new bass boat. And, and you know, and I want my own, and you tell God exactly what kind of a boat you want, and you get that boat. You you make it a point to where that you get that boat. And then the next thing you know, on Sunday morning, instead of being sitting in church listening to the teacher and listening to the pastor and greeting your brothers and sisters, you're out on the lake fishing. So now what do you think that has has become? What has that boat become to you? It's definitely not a blessing. It might be a, a earthly blessing, but it's not a spiritual blessing. So, you know, we, we need to be very careful. I'm not saying, you know, that, that we can't take uh, vacations and take our bass boat and our campers and go for a week uh, or a weekend and camp and fish with friends. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that just be very careful of what you ask God for and how you use those things after you get them. God understands vacations god understands relaxation god understands that every once in a while that we just need to get away from everybody and just unwind he uh, he realizes that see jesus walked upon this earth he knows exactly what's going on this and listen you think that everything's different from when jesus walked upon this earth but it is not there's 
the the items that we deal with have changed. We have went from donkeys and and camels to uh, cars and trucks, and we went to uh, uh, from uh, making making our own stuff or going to the apothecary or or uh, someone like that to get the things we need to going down to the Walmart and and all the different places and, and grocery stores and getting what we need. But it's still the same thing. And Bible says there's nothing new under the heaven. So, you know, the, the situation, the, the substances of our uh, survival have changed, but the situations are the same because we are still tempted in the same three ways as when Jesus was upon this earth. And, the, and we are still... Uh, as prone to uh, backsliding as when Jesus walked upon this earth, it's all the same. There's nothing new. But we look, we look to too much of the world, just like the children of Israel did. We look to too much of the world instead of to, uh, to heaven. And one place I can't remember now, right off the top of my head, where it's at. I had that wrote down somewhere. But the Bible says that we will worship the creature more than the creator in other words we will we will worship what god has created more than we worship him and that's exactly where we're at today i'm i'm talking i'm not talking about the the sinners brothers and sisters i'm talking about us children of god we have got to the point to where that we are worshiping the creation more than we are the creator because, you know, there, yes, this world is beautiful, and there's beautiful things in this world. But we've got to remember where it all comes from. People make them. God gives us the people the, the knowledge and the ability to make those things. But in the end, it all comes from God, one way or another. Everything comes from Him. My knowledge I have of God's Word comes from Him. Yes, I sit and study every morning and I pray and I read some during the day. But in the end, all of my knowledge that I have of God's Word comes from Him. It doesn't come from man. Yes, I have, I have uh, different types of literature that I use for study. But in the end... God gives me the words that I need. You know, I can sit down and study, and I can have all kinds of different notes written out and have a, a place to start and a way to go. And it's, it's a good message. I, I go through it in my mind during the day, and it's a good message. And I thought, well, that's, that's the way I'm going to go. And then I sit down at this mic, and I read my scripture, and I start out, I probably won't never again look at those notes, and God will give me everything that I need at that time. And, you know, it all ties in together. It may not be exactly the way that somebody would write it out in a commentary, but this, this, this is not a commentary. This is real life. This is God giving me people... Uh, Given me a word for the people. Uh, 
and it may not it may be for one person or it may be for many different people and you know that's the reason why my dad always said there's there's two two different types of messages you got a rifle message and you got a shotgun message a rifle message is you pick out a subject and you preach on that subject and that subject only a shotgun message is is you start out on one subject and you may touch on five or ten different subjects by the time you get finished but it all ties back into the word of god and it's all ordained by god and we need to start following him and let him lead us and let him tell us exactly what we need to to speak and how to speak it to people you know everybody is different um uh, even the children of Israel, they were they were all one nation and basically one people, but they were all different beings. And in order to to reach people, you have to rely upon God to know just exactly how to speak to these people. Some people you have to go out very harsh and 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 very loud and very stern. And in some people, all it takes is just a few words here and there, you know. You've got to be very careful and let God lead and guide you. And the Lord's telling, telling the Israelites here, he said, I want, I want you to be my people and I want to be your God. And if that happens, I'm going to bless you. In every way you turn, I'm going, I'm going to bless you. And nobody can come against you. Nobody can come in and take your land. Everybody that you come up against, you're going to destroy as long as you are my people and obey my commandments. But on the other side of that coin, if you don't obey my commandments and you, and you go whoring after other gods and you're not my people anymore, the, uh, the exact opposite is going to happen. I'm going to curse you every way you turn and everybody that comes against you is going to defeat you. And if you uh, don't turn and give your heart and life to God, you're eventually going to be completely destroyed. Sinner people, I've got a, I've got a, a bit of news for you. If you do not turn your heart and life over to God and ask Him to forgive you of your sins, Turn from your sins and follow Jesus. He is going to destroy you. And it, that's just a simple fact. It, it, it's as plain as it can be, and it's in God's Word. And that's what he's trying to tell these people right here. They are God's chosen people. Okay? I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a people right now today that you could take and put on a rock pile and God will bless them and they will become a millionaire off of that rock pile. But the simple fact is, is God is telling them that if you don't obey me and you don't uh, keep my commandments and everything, I'm going to curse you and, and everything that you do is going to fail. So if we think that we are any better than God's chosen people, we're very wrong. And he will stand at the, the great white throne judgment and look you in the eye and tell you to depart from him that he never knew you because he did not, because you never once 
give your heart and life to him and follow him and ask him to forgive you of your sins. Yes, if you are going to live for Christ, you have got to turn from your sin and quit sinning and become righteous and become holy and, and, and follow after the things of God and leave the world alone. You can't do both. You cannot do both. Verses, verse 38. Thou shalt carry much seed out into the field and shalt gather but little in, for the locust shall consume it. Thou, thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shalt neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coast, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with oil, for thine, for thine olive shall cast its fruit. And thou shalt begot, beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they go, shall go into captivity. All thy trees and fruit of the land shall the locusts consume. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, thou shalt be the tail. <clears throat> so God's telling them exactly opposite of the blessings that's going to happen. And, you know, on the subject of the blessings of this world and the, and the heavenly blessings, Satan may bless you with earthly blessings. You may have big fine homes and a lot of money and everything like that. But I, the question that I have got is how much of the heavenly blessings are you receiving or are you uh, so wrapped up in everything that you have that you have completely forgot about God? You are standing with your big bank accounts and your fine cars and your big homes and you're telling everybody, look at me, look what I've got, look what I've done. Well, you're going to find out one of these days you, you have done exactly nothing but condemned your soul to the lake of fire forever. It's not about me and it's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's about lifting him up and worshiping him and living for him. It's about telling others about what the Lord can do for you and has done for you. It's about salvation. It's about a, a getting a mindset, getting away from the things of the world and putting your mind upon the things of heaven. Losing night's sleep because your neighbor has cancer or COVID-19. It's about losing sleep because somebody you know is out in sin. It's about losing sleep for uh, your church and your pastor because you want something better for them. It's about praying for everybody uh, that you come in contact with, asking the Lord to bless them and use them in a great way. It's about, it's about everybody else, and it's not about you. You know, it's, it's, I have come to the point to where that <clears throat> I very rarely pray for me, and I pray for everybody else. 
Yeah, I've 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 got medical problems, uh, and you know, but the thing about it is, is I look around and there's people in a whole lot worse shape than I am. I'm still able to get up and to go to work every day. Yeah, I hurt, but I go to work every day. I've got food on my table and I got a roof over my head. There's some people that don't know where their next meal's going to come from and they're sleeping up underneath bridges or wherever they can find to sleep at during the night because they don't have anywhere else to sleep. And then, my, and then I complain because um, I don't know. I don't like I don't like the brand of creamer that I got, or or uh, I I don't like the, the type of coffee I got. Uh, I, I'm complaining because that I don't like something that I have, something that God has given me. I'm complaining because I don't like it. Never once do I think about the person that don't have, the person that would really love to have exactly what I've got that I don't like. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. And it's not, it's not when you get to the point to where you realize that that's not a place that you need to be. And you look back and you, and you think, or I think anyway, how stupid and how selfish could a man get and call himself a child of God? Jesus was not one bit concerned for anything of himself. He was more interested in others he never had a home. Uh, probably the only clothes that he had, he had on. I don't even know if he even had a coat or not. But he was always making sure that everybody else had what they needed. He was ministering to everybody else's needs but his own. And then we have the audacity to call ourselves children of God when all we can think about is myself. Listen. We need, we need to put on the mind of Christ. We need to put on the mind of Christ. Think about others. Don't worry about what you need. Don't worry about what you want. God will take care of your needs. Now it's your job to worry about others. Worry about your neighbors. Worry about the one your brothers and sisters in Christ. Worry about those that are out in sin. Worry about those that are trying to ride the fence and still go to heaven. Worry about those people. God will take care of everything you need. You need to be about the Father's business. You need to be concerned about others more than yourself. Let me tell you something from experience. When you start worrying about other people and and what they have and how that you can help them and wishing that you had more so you could help them, God will bless you with more. He really will. He will bless you with more. But we'll quit worrying about ourselves. Quit worrying about yourself. Think about the sinner. Think about those that are sick. Think about those that are in the hospital, probably on their last breath. How many of us in the last week have took the time to pray for people with COVID? 
How many of us have took the time to pray specifically for people in hospitals on ventilators that has COVID? How many of us have took the time to pray for someone that we work for that is out in sin instead of making fun of them? Oh, me. You know, they... They always tell me when you can't say oh, amen, you say oh me or oh me. But you know, it, we, we really need to be worried about other people and not being so concerned about our, our wants and our needs. God said, I'll take care of your needs. I'll supply your every need. So we need to to. Take those things and, and lay those, put those in a basket and set them at Jesus' feet and tell him that uh, he needs to take care of those things because we have got other things to do and then we need to go do those things. Pray for those that are lost. Pray for those that are destitute. Pray for those that, are, that, are, uh, that need something or anything that are sick in body, that don't have homes, that don't have food. Pray for them. Don't make fun of them. Pray for them. You know that person that's running around with the ratty clothes and got holes in them and everything? That may be all they have. Did you ever think about that? Yeah, they may work the same job that you work, but, you know, there, there's situations where people get themselves into to where that they, they're just living from day to day. From paycheck to paycheck. So that may be all they have. Pray for them. Don't make fun of them. Pray for them. Thank you all for listening tonight. I know this one's been a little different. But you know, I, I told the Lord a long time ago. Lord, you call me. Now I want you to speak through me. And whatever... Whatever you put in my mind to say, that's what I'm going to say. Because it's not about me. This is about you. This is about lifting you up. This is about helping you. Thank you for listening. God bless you until the next time.